Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Charles Booth writing and rewriting history. First ever national title for Texas Tech. Welcome on, welcome on to the Tortillas and Takes podcast. You are on once again with your boy, Albie Shore. And it is Albie's arena, right? Like we've been doing all basketball season. We have been talking Texas Tech men's hoops, bringing on new guests each time around. I know y'all were annoyed with Jeremy last time because I had to bring him up from the dungeon and, you know, from purgatory where he'd been laying for the past couple months. And so you were like, get that guy up out of here. So because of that, I had to bring on a new guest this time. And so this time around, we got from the one and only from one of my favorite podcasts in the Texas Tech, Dumb, I should say. Um, you know, a Ramblin' Raiders. From Ramblin' Raiders, we got Jackson. And, and Jackson, I would say your last name, but every time you've told it to me, I've forgotten it. So I ain't going to lie to you. I forgot it again. Hey, so, Jackson. No, no worries, Chef Jackson. Man. Chef yeah. J, really. That's a Chef, move. that's yeah. it, baby. You call me Chef Real Jackson. Real quick, I will say this. Because when want. we met, this was before you hit that Chef moniker, right? So you were just straight up Jackson. Yeah. <laughs> and then the past like year or so, yeah. as you've been going on, you've been cooking up these cooking up these uh, bets. I'm like, man, this is genius. This is great. Like you've, Dude. you, and, that's, and this is your that's your brand now. It is, man. I, I tell you what, I uh, my brother and I, we were you know doing his little like Laney's Lock segment on our Ramblin' Raiders podcast and. Um, I was like, dude, you have a cool name. I was like, I need one too, man. I got to think of something. And so after spinning the wheels a little bit, I came up with, uh, yeah, cooking up locks, uh, the chef special baby. So yeah, man, that's my, uh, my tag on Twitter now, but, uh, I appreciate you having me on Albie. It's, it's been a minute since we fired up the mics, you know, it's been, uh, just kind of a busy start to the new year, but, uh, always excited to talk some basketball and uh, I'm a big fan of tortillas and takes man I was I was a true listener back when y'all were the air raid podcast before we even started rambling Raiders so I've been I've been a long time listener man and enjoy y'all's content I, I appreciate that and it's uh you know like I said I, I love rambling I love what y'all got you guys represent and I tell people all the time we bring people on like we are legit all friends <laughs> it doesn't like, oh, yeah. everybody like, thinks this, I mean it's, it's you know like everyone's like oh man y'all must like just hate each other and all this conversation like no man I listen to <laughs> rambling I listen to talking gambling like yeah. all these you know we're legit all friends so that's the <laughs> it, it's it's like a little community of just like Texas Tech enthusiasts yeah. who, you know, all wanted to start a podcast. Mm-hmm. I've gotten that too. People are like, oh, is it weird? Y'all like all not get along? I'm like, no, we're all <laughs> yeah. tight with each other. Like, why Why would we, we all cheer for the same team. Why wouldn't yeah, we exactly. like each other? You know? and, actually, and also, if it's one of the, it's one of those things where I'm like, well, if I didn't like rambling, and that's probably bad because I listen. I listen to their pod like every other week, so that's not a. That's, <laughs> yeah. I'm contributing to the. <laughs> that's, a, that's a pretty yeah, bad thing. Yeah, I'm contributing yeah. to the bottom line there. So, I will say before we get to talking Texas Tech, we got to talk Texas Tech in a different way, 
Because a former Red Raider, a Red Raider, I mean, there's no such thing as former Red Raider. Once you're a Red Raider, you're RR4L. Um, that happens to be the greatest quarterback that we've ever seen touch a football, won another Super Bowl. And first of all, I want to get your take on where were you, where did you watch the game? You know, how were you feeling as you watched the game? And then seeing our boy hoist the, the Lombardi once again. Man, so I actually had kind of a, a different experience this year with the Super Bowl. Usually I'm just going over to like one watch party. My parents do one every year. My dad cooks gumbo. We have family, friends over. This year I had a buddy who actually got engaged on Saturday, but he didn't tell a lot of people about it. He was hosting a Super Bowl party in uh, Houston with his uh, now fiance. So I had to actually do like a, I went over there for the first quarter and I was like, look, I got to time this out. I'm going to leave after like the first two or three series in the second quarter, get back to my parents' house for their Super Bowl party by halftime because I could not miss, miss Usher. Usher. I was like, dude, that's like <laughs> that's like my child. I was going to say, that's like our <laughs> angsty teen yeah, adolescents yeah. coming of age. So I was like, I'm not missing that. And so uh, I, I was kind of getting updates in the car. But uh, yeah, he had a hell of a setup, man. They had, you know, squares going, little side pots, a lot of great food, two projectors. He even had an NFL Blitz uh, Nintendo setup. Dang. I was like, dude, this is, this is primo, man. You can't get better than that. So it was a good uh, watch environment. And then, yeah, man, uh, you and I were talking about this a second ago, just kind of off air that, um, you know, I'm a Texans fan. But I'm also a Patrick Mahomes yeah. fan. So everyone's like, well, who do you want to win? I'm like, pa Patrick Mahomes is the only guy I care about in this game. <laughs> as long as he's thriving, we're I'm good. like, we're thriving. You, you know? you, we yeah. talked about it. I we talked about it last, uh, last week because one thing that's funny about this game is if you remember, Jackson, whenever we were at school, you know, we were there. Crabtree was there, and then he had left. And when he left and got drafted the 49ers, all Tech fans became 49ers fans. Like, we were all like, that was that was how we are right now for, for you know, you youngins, you, you youths. Yeah. You know, how we, how we yeah. are right now with Mahomes is how Texas Tech fan base was a crab in the 49ers. So for a good, like, five, six, seven-year stretch, 49ers was the biggest Texas Tech fan base. And so now in this Super Bowl, now it's the second time it's happened, where it's like, you know, I'm curious how many Tech fans have both a 49ers crab jersey and a Mahomes Chiefs jersey that is just whipping out both, you know, just, to, you know, who, who knows? You know, if the Chiefs lose, well, you know, back to, oh. <laughs> back to the Niners or whatever. That's the thing. I, I, I don't know if I've ever seen, a like, a college claim players more. I mean, when you, like – I once you're in in the gang like it, it's for life yeah. dude. like we're gonna support you no matter where you go what you do especially when you're as uh as like an electric player as michael crabtree or patrick mahomes i mean we're rooting i, I will say the one team where i would struggle man is if one if they landed on the cowboys then i'm <laughs> i'm in a pickle there but thank god it hasn't happened so you're not, yet you're not, and so 49ers you're not rocking with terrence Steele. Yeah. <laughs> like ah sorry t steel is hey I, I, I want I want him to get some pancakes, but then they still lose by like you know. 40. Yeah, see for me it's, it's it's Titans or Colts. That's that's the one where I gotta draw the line. I'm saying, hey, sorry man, I gotta I gotta. That's for when Mahomes was getting drafted. I was like, as long as you don't go to the Titans or Colts, I'll support you. It don't matter where. But if you go to those two schools, that's true, those two teams, that's I can't. Direct. That's direct. I can't. I'm sorry. Yeah. I gotta I gotta root for your downfall. Well, and you know what's. What's funny is I actually never hated the Cowboys that much until this last. Astros Rangers um, ALCS dude that like watching all that smack talk on Twitter that brought out my hate for DFW sports now like I never felt that way until they started coming at us yeah. man I was like all right you know what they came after my Astros 
Now you all, you all here. must die. You know. <laughs> now everybody's on my on my bad list now. <laughs> so actually, it's like so. Zaire Smith actually just got caught up by the Cleveland Cavaliers. So if he ends up being something for the Cavs, that could be our guy. We need somebody on the basketball side. You know, we have we're like we Texas Tech's like the G League All Stars for whatever reason, <laughs> yeah. but we can't get a guy to sustain his, his his spot in the NBA. Zaire, great story by the way, incredible story. Him getting caught up by oh, the Cavs. Yeah. So hopefully he continues that. And that kind of transitions us to the basketball side of things. So Texas Tech, the men's team, you know, when we were here last, they were had back-to-back losses at the time, losing to TCU and Cincinnati. We had previewed the uh, episode going into the Baylor game, where um, going into the Baylor game, I actually predicted a Tech win because I personally thought that Baylor's, and I still do kind of think that Baylor's a little overrated. And in that game, nothing in that game changed my opinion on Baylor in general. I know Texas Tech did end up losing the game, a game that we had kind of, it was a game that we could have won, in my opinion, a game that we kind of had there. We just kind of let it slip right at the right towards the end. We let Baylor kind of go off on a run uh, right as we tied it up at 51 with our final 10 minutes. And, you know, Scott Drews did a great job coaching. Um, also, you know, for it was confirmed what we thought in the last episode, the team was going through a flu. And basically after the game, after the Baylor game was when everything was like, yeah, no, we've been ransacked with sickness. You kind of saw it in Grant McAllison's face. He was still almost visibly sick while trying to coach in that Baylor game. Also, um, and if I'm not mistaken, this is the game that Warren Washington missed too. So it's it's like a, a complete tornado of avalanche of, of negative things happening. What do you think about that Baylor game? I'll say this. I, I believe that if Warren Washington is, I mean, healthy or even semi-healthy and plays, you know, uh, does his normal kind of uh, or gives us his normal production in that game, I think Tech beats Baylor on the road, truly. Watching it from the satellite cam, oh you know, for, uh, in that, they, in they've that, fix in that, that. new arena. They have to fix that. Like, that's oh, it's you, ridiculous. You would, think, you would think they would give it like a trial run and then literally have, you know, they have zero positive feedback on that. I, it's you know, terrible. They're just stuck in their ways, I guess. But, but yeah, no, if Warren Washington plays, I think that um, – Tech has a very good shot of winning that game. It's really unfortunate. You know, we're uh, first or I think we were first or tied for first at one point, right, winning the Big 12 Conference, and then you get hit with that flu bug. Grant McCaslin's been vocal about it. It's part of the game, right? You have injuries. You have things like this that happen. You know, we don't want to make excuses. But at the same time, you know, you drop three games in a row, and it's it, it moves you back a ways to where now you're kind of outside. I mean, you're still in striking distance, but – you're going to have to have some things go your way to probably, uh, you know, uh, be up there with um, Iowa State and, and Houston to have a shot at winning it. So, uh, you know, this team's been battling. They've been resilient. I think the the one that I really wish we could get back, honestly, is the Cincy yeah. game, man. I, yeah. That one was, that was just one where we played, you know, you, you have a bad night. You're not playing very well. Coupled with the fact that uh, Cincinnati was just, I mean, I think coming into that game, they were like the worst free throw shooting team in the Big 12. <laughs> and they, just, and they, they went like 13 miss. for 13. Miss. Yeah, from the line. Uh, it was one of those just like fluke nights, you know, freak things. And and uh, that's one I wish we could get back because I, I really think, you know, on a nine out of 10 times, Tech's going to win that game at home. But this is the Big 12 conference. Every night's a battle. I'm just proud of where we're at. And um, it's good to see that after that three-game slide, we were able to get back on track. Yeah, I mean, that kind of brings us to our next game, Texas Tech against UCF. It was a game that, you know, we – I mean, we had to win. You're, you're, you lose three games in a row. 
This is no other time would a home game against UCF become a must win, but this game absolutely became a must win, right? And though in this game I felt that Tech was the better team, all the whole the whole game. I mean, there's really no time that I really thought that we were going to lose. The only problem in this game was that UCF kept still being there. Like they were just kept just nagging at you, nipping at your heel of like, "Hey, I know you're up 6, I know you're upset, I know you're 8, but we're still here." Like every time you're Tech tried to put them away, they would hit a three. Every time Tech tried to, you know, Tech hit a three thinking, okay, this is going to be the dagger. UCF's like, oh, no, we're right here. And then, you know, halfway through the second half, now they're just down by two, down by three. It's a close game all of a sudden, you know, and it's like, oh, wait, hold on. This is a little too close for comfort, you know. I think at one point where we let me see here, down, it was a, uh, we're only up one with two minutes to go. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? You know, what was your thoughts there? Yeah, it was weird. It's one of those games where you're – it's like you almost won't accept the reality that you could lose because yeah. I'm like, no, 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 there's yeah. no way we lose this game. Like, we're winning the whole time. We've never, uh, you know, uh, given them the lead. But then they're just biting – like you said, they just don't go away, man. They they got the alligator blood. They're just sticking there, <laughs> staying around. And, um, you know, all of a sudden you're, you're sitting there with, a, you know, two minutes, one minute left, and you're, you're a one-possession game sweating it out. And I got to give it to UCF. I'm I'm not looking forward. I'll be honest to playing them on the road. They're lanky. Yeah. They're physical. Uh, they really were hitting us hard on the glass. And I think that's a recipe. Uh, um, one of the announcers said it during the game that they just don't get blown out a lot. I mean, they're gonna be in games late. They're gonna be around because of the way they rebound. They play defense. Um, their defense too. That's another point I was gonna make for them was that the defense was stifling. It was hard to get anything consistent, unlike last night's game against Kansas. And so, really proud of Tech for coming through and finding a way to pull it out in the end. But yeah, definitely a. I mean, like you said, the energy was there because that you just could not drop a game like that at home to uh, you know an unranked. Um, you wait, you see, UCF, Central Florida, UCF. They yeah. love that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They, I'll just say, just call them call Central, Central Florida. Florida. Every every uh, Central Florida fan, you may, yeah, they're big fans of that. Name. So I will say this: I, I'll give Johnny Dawkins, the head coach of UCF, this credit. Coming into this year, I thought they'd be the worst team in the conference. It, to me, UCF, and I remember at the time we were doing this whole realignment thing. A, a big piece of me, or a big piece of me, was like, yeah, I understand the four teams that you choose. You chose the four biggest football programs. From the group of five. No question those are the four biggest. But a small piece of me was like, but if you really want to turn the notch up in basketball, don't invite UCF. Instead, invite Memphis, right? Like, that was a small part of me was still saying that, huh, you know, Houston, Cincinnati, and BYU is going to hold the front on the football side, but maybe a better addition for the culture of the Big 12 and for, you know, ge geographically, which obviously doesn't matter anymore, but <laughs> geographically and <laughs> yeah. for the basketball side of it is adding Memphis. And so I really thought that UCF was going to struggle, right? Remember the first few years of TCU? Like, TCU just became a decent basketball program a few years ago. Um, the first few years of TCU and the Big 12, the first, like, five years, I would say, they sucked, not even just a little bit. They, they were – they were yeah, awful. they were like an auto-dub. Like yeah, terrible. and actually and it, was, it was great for us because we sucked at the time. So I was like, oh, thank God for TCU. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> so I thought UCF would be the same thing. But shout out to Johnny Dawkins because he – like this this team, in my opinion, isn't the most talented team. They don't have the the big, the best shooters or these guys are going to go to the NBA. But like you said, they grind it out. They, they're physical. They're going to fight for you with every possession. They're, those games are not going to be high-scoring contests because they're going to make these games – 
ugly. I think I saw somebody tweet the, uh, uh, during the game that this was the ugliest win of the season for Tech. And I'm like, yeah, that's what Johnny Dawkins wants. He wants every single team that beats them to have to do it the rough and tumble way. It's a very smart way to do it. And, uh, you know, props to them. Props to UCF because I was, I was definitely slandering them back in December, early January. And they've, they've though, though they're probably not going to make the tournament, still have shut me up for sure. Uh, yeah, I don't think anybody really saw them coming um, coming out the way they did, and and it, they kind of remind me of like a, a poor man's version of um, like that tech defense and that tech culture with Adams and Beard, not like 2019 or you know um, in 2018, but uh, the the 2022 team, right? Like we won a lot of games pretty ugly where it was just low scoring, physical, uh, grinded out type defensive game. They're not as talented as those teams, but they play that same way, and it's. I mean, like we said, it's, I mean, we were lucky that we were at home and could pull it out, but there's a reason why they've upset some teams, beating Kansas at home, should have beat UT at home. I mean, they've gotten some big wins, um, and it's just because that's how, yeah, they're that kind of mentality, that kind of culture. Yeah, and they here. fit into the Big 12 nicely with the whole horns down thing with, against uh, Ronnie Terry. Like, that was – I love oh, how that so game happy, alone, yeah. everyone's like, oh, UCF, <laughs> you're one of us. Yeah, come on. Come on in. Yeah. I <laughs> – well, everybody was, like, hating on UCF fans. Uh, you know, whenever it was the new four were coming in, I felt like UCF came out of the gate hot, and everyone was like, whoa, easy, you're the new kid. Like, don't, don't you know, step out of bounds here. And I got to say, I've actually come to really like UCF, yeah. man. I think that their fans kind of have that same mentality as us. They're, you know, looked down upon in Florida with Florida State and, and UF, and I just think they got a chip on their shoulder, and they like to have fun, and they play hard, and – um, they enjoy it so, and they have a good Twitter, you know, uh, group too. So yeah, they've been they've been a good. I think team. there's two reasons why UCF is no longer viewed as this like, you know, this kid that's coming up that's just braggadocious, right? And they're one of us. Two things: one is getting under Texas' skin that always helps, right? And two is Utah coming into the conference and being so much worse. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude, I mean, you, I think we all have to agree Utah is like the new Oh, they're UCF, so much man. worse. Like, what? I, I just don't – yeah, they're terrible. I, I don't understand it at all either. Like, just out of left field, I'm like, you know what, BYU – you guys, uh, I don't know how y'all put it. So these, it's funny because right BYU's over here like, we've been telling y'all this. <laughs> yeah, they have. They're like, we tried to warn y'all. And they're, of course, like the nicest people on, you know, they're going to offer you ice cream when you're at away games. Yeah. And then, yeah, Utah is just like the most obnoxious, nonsensical, you know, like fan base out there thinking that they're God's gift to earth. I'm like, dude, y'all got to They've carried this for a long time. I actually got two two guys that I know from my high school that played football over at Utah. And they, um, they've they carried this from them because when they were, when you know, they used to be in the Mountain West. When they were playing over there, they were a Mountain West team. And so they were the kings of the Mountain West. And the reason they have this identity is because they went from being kings of the Mountain West and in short order became kings of the Pac-12. Like, it didn't take them long to become kings of the Pac-12. So, for, to them, they're like, no matter where we go, we're going to beat up on everybody because we were able to do it so easily. Like, TCU eventually went to the national championship game, but it took them – like, they had, to, they had to fight and claw to get to where they are now. And even now, they're still not the top of the Big 12. You know what I mean? But, like, Utah's already ascended in their minds, so they're like, oh, now we got to go and play with these Big 12 jack wagons and, and all this other stuff. It, it – it's just crazy, man. I guess perception is just like your reality. Because I'm – I mean, they don't get me wrong. Like, their success, I would love if Tech yeah, has had sure. – or would have had the success Utah's had. Like, they're a great – they're a good football program. 
But they're, I mean, they're out here acting like an Alabama, uh, Georgia, Michigan. I'm like, y'all are, y'all have achieved a lot, but you're going to come into the Big 12 and find out that besides this last year for the Pac-12, I don't think that conference has been up to the same standard that we've seen, like, uh, parody-wise in the Big 12 for football. As much as I didn't want Texas to win the conference in their last year, which they ended up doing anyway, I don't want Utah to win the conference in their first year just equally as bad next year. Because it's going to be just oh, it's gonna be no, just I, I, terrible. I was worried that with UT leaving, I was like, who are we going to hate? Like, like there, who's that, that team that we can just automatically all gang up on? And now oh, we yeah, have them. They, like, Utah yeah. came in, and they are they are the new UT, even worse, man. They're yeah. uh, out of the And mind. it's not even just BYU. I think I feel like Arizona, Arizona State fans, they were all like, yeah, yeah, guys, we're sorry. We, we've been trying to tell you all, yeah. Now we know, man. So, um, so Tech did have another game, Jackson. I'm kind of teeing this up for this game right here. Sixth-ranked Kansas comes to town. And I've, I've been on this podcast saying that I, at one point, I don't, I don't believe this anymore. They've had kind of an up-and-down season in some respects. They're still one of the best teams in the country. But at one point this year, I said, actually on multiple times this year, I've said that I think Kansas is the best team in the country. Um, and I still think they can be that same team that I thought they were only a month ago. Right, uh, stay, staying healthy has one thing to do with it. And that's, a, I think, something we'll talk about in this game. They have to be healthy. They Hunter Dickinson, I don't know, he's got to come with it a little bit more. But um, and buying this to what Bill Self's talking about because I think Bill Self's the best coach in the country. But the team that came to the United Supermarkets Arena on Monday night, that team right there. Against, I'll say there's two things. The team right there isn't the number six ranked team in the country. The team that came in Monday. But also, the team that was in white and red playing them, playing like that won't lose to anybody. That, that, they're, no, they're, you're, no, you're not that beating was, us playing like that. I just. I, man. Yeah, no, that was, an, I mean, just an incredible game, Albie. Uh, you know, Kansas, I, I'm with you. I think when Kansas is healthy, I mean, hell, U of H, I was at that game uh, when we played, you know, at the Fertitta. What Kansas did to them. I mean, they and U of H kind of battled back a little bit in the second half, but it was never really within grasp for them. I felt like what Kansas did to U of H a week ago or whatever in Allen Fieldhouse, they've showed glimpses of being, you know, being capable of winning it all this year. And then they showed glimpses of what we saw last night, which is, I think in reality, they're, you know, probably somewhere in the middle of those two performances. And um, yeah, uh, but to our credit, focusing on on our team, man, Texas Tech, just uh, what a what a show, you know. As a Texas Tech basketball fan, and you like uh, as you said earlier, Albie, you and I, I mean, we go these youngins would understand. We go way back in the days of, of we saw some some highs, some lows. Never the highs we saw with like Beard, and then you know the gold. They will never say, know like, Billy Clyde Gillespie that yeah. year. No, that year broke me. God, dude. <laughs> you oh, broke me. That was. That was, oh my God! No, I, I can't even talk about it, or else I'll I'll just like get a. There's there's no right football season we've ever had as bad as that basketball no. season. <laughs> I I blacked I honestly blacked most of it out because like I wouldn't I wouldn't allow myself to like you know have these repressed memories, man. Um, yeah, we saw some some way dark times. Like people thought last year was bad. <laughs> oh, dude, y'all don't know, man. So it's like uh. As a Tech fan, you know, through the years, a game like last night, truly, I, I mean, you got to appreciate those moments, man. That was incredible. Um, Darian Williams, uh, 
I, I mean, he said, I, I saw something, a stat earlier that he broke some record or it was the first time in like 25 years that someone has scored 30 points, had the rebounds over, I think it was 11 rebounds and then shot a hundred percent. No one's done that in college basketball in 20 years. Like he put on a clinic and it was funny, like watching him. I'm like, it's almost like he did it. It wasn't till the very end where I was like, holy, I was like, damn, I think he's like, I don't think he's missed a they, shot. They put up the graphic <laughs> yeah. when he had 24, and I'm like, he has 24? <laughs> yeah, that, it was almost like a quiet, you know, he just kind of did his thing. The threes, now that's where I was like, okay, he's lights out from beyond the arc, but, you know, he was just getting his normal kind of banging down low, hitting some of those jumpers, hitting some of those floaters, and it wasn't until the end I text Lane, I was like, dude, I don't think he's missed a shot. I swear, I don't. I feel like he hadn't missed yet, and then they pulled up his, yeah, how many points he had, and – um that was great. I mean, Kerwin Walton uh, continued to, you know, kind of do his thing in the first half. Warren Washington, we saw his value with him being out against Baylor, what he's been able to provide, playing good defense on Hunter um, Dickerson, right? Yep. Yeah, I think that guy's <laughs> a trip in himself. But, uh, but, yeah, the defense was better last night. We didn't turn it over at the same clip. We've been turning it over in these past couple games. Just a, a master class performance, man, by Texas Tech and Coach McCaslin and Really, the the momentum you needed going into this weekend in Ames. Now you have a full week to rest. It's good having that, you know, Super Monday, um, two extra days to rest up and try to get prepared for aim uh, for the Hilton Coliseum. But yeah, man, as a Tech fan, enjoy games like last night because they don't they don't happen yeah, often. So you know what's funny about this game is as great as we played, I looked at the box score. I'm like, oh man, everybody must have played incredible. Like every, you know, I'm, I'm watching the game and like it, it felt like everyone was great. And then I see him like, wow, wow, Pop went one for nine, huh? Who knew? And it, it, it is because we've talked about this before. Is Pop is viewed by the entire league as one of the best players in the league. They view Pop Isaacs as okay, we're, we're playing Texas Tech. We have to double him. We have to key on him. And you saw it. They were very physical with Pop the entire game. They're knocking him off of his routes. When he's trying to hit the screen, he has to fight for every for the ball every single time. He's having to do all this other stuff. And we've needed – and really, Chance, that's how Chance McMillian has really stepped up in ways off the bench, being that number two scorer, right? Um Joe T early on hit two big threes in the first half that made that were, you know, we were talking about how quiet Darren Williams is. You know who wasn't quiet? Joe T. If Joe T makes a bucket, that's not quiet. No. Everybody yeah. hears it. And, no, he, yeah, yeah. He came yeah. out like hitting. And so, sure. really, what you need is when Pop is hounded like this, games where Chance McMillan, where Joe Toussaint, and now where Darren, Darren Williams is taking that mantle because they're going to leave them open. They're going to leave, especially McMillan and Williams. And, and Jennings, we had Jennings last a few games ago. They're going to leave those guys open. So if those guys are taking advantage of those opportunities, then that's how we can have a situation where we have a blowout like we did. And like you mentioned, they we were able to play great defense on Dickinson. They wanted to go down low. They wanted to pound at the rock in the, in the middle. And I thought Williams did an incredible job defensively. I mean, it's one thing to get 30 and go 12 for 12. He was great defensively. Robert Jennings was great defensively. When when uh, uh William Washington went out and, and honestly Washington in my opinion wasn't great offensively there were some things I think I would like him to go stronger with the ball there's some other things he was losing the ball a little bit and 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 being a little too shy with the ball defensively though I thought he did an incredible job on I thought everybody that played against Hunter Dickinson did a great job and, and Hunter Dickinson was very frustrated in this game and it's funny because I was like well I've seen him play this year 
and he's usually better than this. Am I am I tripping? And then I went to see his stats. I'm like, no, no, no. He's he's usually better than this. It's it's Texas defense. They did a great job on him. Yeah, he. I mean, he averages I think like 16 or 18 a game. I mean, he usually a gets a. Yeah, yeah, he gets like you know he gets his and and contributes to them offensively. But I would say that's the biggest difference. You know, if I could mark uh, or just highlight kind of three things that I think have been hurting Tech during that slide, it was turnovers. Our turnover to assist ratio, we were turning the ball over at a, at a way higher clip than we needed to be. Um, our defense, you know, wasn't always there and and kind of would would disappear at times and and we give it uh, give the other team you know easy looks and then. Um, Oh, rebounding. I was trying, yeah, yeah, rebounding was, was has been a big issue of late. And last night, none of that was apparent. We rebounded the ball well. Jackson. Like, like, I, I mean, dude, what is – yeah, like – and that's what's crazy is you just look at our p- previous games and you could – I mean, I could never predict a stat line like that. We rebounded, we played defense, and we didn't turn it over uh, like, at, you know, at the same rate we have been. And when you – as you mentioned earlier, when this team is playing like that and they're – have a guy like Williams going off or we're hitting shots, which we're capable of uh, McMillian or um, uh, Walton, or if, if pops not being guarded as heavily and he's able to get, you know, get some looks, this team can beat. I mean, they can hang with anybody, man. That was, that was a hell of a well, show. I think a night. game like last night also is going to help in the future because now if you're Iowa state, right, you can't just key in on pop. I mean, you could, you could just key in on pop. But then you ha- you may have to deal with McMillian or Williams or Jennings or Washington or somebody else coming off, and that's and that's the key, right? If you remember the twenty what was it twenty twenty one season with Mac twenty 2020, twenty 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 one one of the two. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That season, you kind of had a similar situation with Mac. Kind of came out as that star player, as that guy, and they started keying off on him, and and it was difficult for other players to be the number two, the number three. And I actually, I think earlier in the year it was Pop and Joe T, and those were the two guys that ascended. Now I think it's very, very much Pop, but we have, we're getting two, three, four other guys that can contribute. So now if you're, you know, Iowa State just can't say it, we got got to go after Pop, which may free up Pop to be able to ball out in, in his own right. And I think some people I've noticed, uh, you know, uh, some fans are to to the point you just made, Albie. It's, you know, they see Pop struggling, and I, and I'll admit, I think from a turnover standpoint, I've been a little bit critical of Pop. I think he's a, an amazing player. Feel like he's been turning it over some lately more than he he was at uh, kind of the beginning of Big Twelve play. But people don't realize, or they're they're not recognizing the fact that, like you said. He, he commands a lot of that defense's attention, man. And that opens other guys up for open shots. And, and the way we're able to move the ball and, and show some fluidity on offense, I mean, Pop is getting – if you watch that guy off ball, he's yeah. working for every yeah, handoff, is. every back cut. I mean, that guy is – is every uh, play on the offensive possession, he's being hounded by somebody. That takes – energy away from that defense it takes manpower away so when teams uh focus in on him it opens up other doors for us Iowa State yeah I mean they're gonna look at what just happened tonight and say I mean do do we have to let pop have a little bit more freedom if we're gonna keep some of these other guys in check hopefully (laughs) hopefully yeah yeah and hopefully you go to charliehustle.com and get you some nice gear that's right this podcast is brought to you by our friends at charlie hustle clothing company they are a vintage-inspired clothing company based out of the Super Bowl championship city that is Kansas City. I'm sure 
that uh, by the time this episode drops, it'll be uh, Championship Wednesday out in Kansas City. So I'm sure they're going to be celebrating the parade with all the Charlie Hustle gear as they specialize in Texas Tech and hometown Kansas City apparel. Charlie Hustle wants you to be the best-dressed fan this season, so be sure to check out their wide selection of officially licensed Texas Tech apparel today. Show off that school spirit all season long using our promo code 101215. That is T-E-N-1215. That is good for 15% off of all non-sale items. That's promo code 101215. Shop today at charliehustle.com. Charlie Hustle, vintage made fresh. So we've been talking about um, the Iowa State game. So it is coming up this Saturday in Hilton Coliseum. You know, I top three places to play in the Big 12 is Allen Fieldhouse, no doubt. The USA, I think, is top three. And then Hilton Coliseum. I, th- those are really the three, like, opposing teams in the Big 12, those are the three conference uh, arenas that constantly get brought up. And shout-out to us. Shout-out to, the, the, shout to you know, the, the Raider Riot and, and the Texas Tech fan base for making the USA, like, I remember in twenty seven or 2018, uh, 2017, everybody was like, ah, well, that's just a one-year thing. Y'all are new to this, yada, yada, yada. Now we're, we're seven years running, right? Like, USA is, you know – are, is constantly con- considered one of the toughest places to play in the conference. Hilton and Allen have built up that credibility for decades now, but shout out to USA for being top three. But we are going to Hilton, and Hilton is not easy. That is tough. And that's not easy when they're good, not easy when they're bad. And this year, they're very good. They're contending for the Big 12 championship. Um, I, right now, they're tied for the lead, but guess what? We're only ha- what a game back. A win here, and we're right there as well. So, you know, what, what are your thoughts heading into this game? So, I will say this. I saw a uh, another stat line that was talking about, uh, I think, since Big 12 play started, average home attendance. And in the top four were uh, BYU, actually. And I, I would love to go to a game up there because it does look pretty wild. I think uh, those Morms, man, they got – I mean, that's like they got nothing else yeah, going on, man, besides, uh, you know, seminar and then heading over to the, the football, basketball or whatever sporting events going on. Their stadium, so they, they were number one, and then it was Allen Fieldhouse, Texas, uh, the USA, and then uh, Hilton. And, and US, I mean, us in Iowa State were like within 100 people of each other. So they're, they're all right there kind of, you know, consecutively stacking up. But, yeah, those four arenas. And also, so not to cut you yeah. off too much, but also they're up there because not only do we have a stadium that's big enough, but we can pack it out, right? So that's the, that's that's the key. Right. They don't have to They don't have to decrease their capacity like Texas, Baylor, and uh, Houston to make sure that they get the crowd in there, right? So, it's, anyways, go ahead. I got to say, man. I've been to that. I've been to UT's new stadium, and it's like, okay, cool. You know, y'all got ten thousand strong going now, but you had to downgrade. You had to downsize your stadium. U of H, state of the art. It's nice. It's nice. It's, nice. it's like a mini. It's like a mini Toyota Center. It's super nice. Very tiny. Not big at all. And and we had a lot of Texas Tech fans there when I went. So that's a good point. It's one thing. Can you can you bring the crowd, and then can also can you bring the crowd in a stadium that has has a bigger capacity uh, for it and, and Texas Tech and Iowa State can. So, you know, uh, Iowa State, our, our, our brethren up north, they're a lot like us, right? It's I think uh, Ames is a college town. Everyone in the, the vicinity of that area is they're all diehard Iowa State. They're going to turn out. Uh, it's tough to win there. As you said, historically, it's, it's whether they're good or bad. It's just hard. That's a really hard place to play. 
Texas Tech, after this win against Kansas, I will say um, the stakes just got a lot higher. If you if you can pull off a win on the road this weekend on Saturday, all of a sudden you're tied for first. And I looked at uh, Houston and and Tech's remaining schedules, and we have a much a much more favorable schedule than um, than than Houston does. They got some tough games coming up. Admittedly. A lot of them, you know, they got uh, some good home matchups, but still have to go on the road to OU, um, on the road to UCF. Uh, you know, they got Kansas coming in. They got Baylor on the road. I mean, they got some tough games left, whereas Tech, we, we get West Virginia. We get Oklahoma State. We got a couple, you know, easier matchups. TCU at home, Texas at home. So, uh, yeah, a win this weekend, and all of a sudden you're in the driver's seat and you control your own destiny going forward. I will say this, and I feel like you do a great job of this, Albie, of managing expectations for Texas Tech fans. And I think that's important because a lot of the times we can put our heads in the cloud, and I'm guilty of it too, but we get a little you know, carried away. And so I do want to let Tech fans know I wouldn't necessarily get my hopes up, man. This is a really, really good Iowa State team on the road. One thing I like about it, 11 a.m. To me, I think that kind of bodes well for us a little bit. It's a weird time, super early, kind of maybe neutralizes that home court a little bit. But um, we're going to have to play very, a, a very similar S game to what you saw last night if we're going to have a shot because this defense that Iowa State's trotting out there is no joke. And they also got some, some guys that can go uh, on the other end of the They're also too. in rhythm. They are actually just got done watching their game against Cincinnati, and they the game the final score ended up being a nine point game. It was a blowout. It, it wasn't close. Cincinnati, uh, they, Cincinnati was close for the first ten minutes, and then after that, Iowa State was just like we're just better. I mean, it's, it's just it was it was really that simple. Also, I, I, who the hell in the Big Twelve gave Cincinnati three straight home games? Um, or actually, no, sorry. They gave t- TCU at Cincinnati and then against Texas Tech. That is a great lineup heading into us. And then I'm going to mention, you probably thought that you were doing them some favors by getting uh, at Texas. Texas, meh. Not a, not a, you know, nothing, not a stuff that's scary. So, t- so my whole point is Iowa State right now, three straight gate wins. They're rolling. All three of them were uh, with a nice margin. And now they get a home game on Saturday against Tech. I do th- agree with you that that 11 a.m. start kind of bodes well unfortunately though it's still a saturday it's saturday in the hilton like it's yeah yeah and and i would say looking at our schedule looking at texas tech schedule there's only one other game that i felt as hopeless as i currently do now and that was whenever we played at houston after they had lost back-to-back games and i was just going to that game and i was like man that just it's just that's a bad omen and i don't know what's worse at Houston after back-to-back losses for them, or against Iowa State when they've won three straight at home in the Hilton. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's it, honestly it's going to be interesting, man. I'm I'm excited, interested to see when the line comes out where they have this because Tech just coming off of such a mom, like momentous win, um, I, I could see it. You know, people thinking it's going to be close. You know, pretty close. And I think if Tech plays up, you know, now that we're healthy, plays up to their. Uh, you know, their abilities, like, you know, they have a fair shot, but it's just, again, winning. And, I mean, this has been the trend kind of as of late in the Big 12, but winning on the road in this league is it's tough. Is super di- it's super difficult, man. It's a, it's a really hard thing to do. So, you know, you got, got to always factor it's that tough. in. It's tough. So, let's time Jackson to get to – 
to your prize picks prediction. That's right, prize picks. Make sure to go to prize picks, download the app. We got we got Chef Jackson on the pod here, okay? All right, if you you you, you already know that he's gonna come up in here and tell you to make sure to download prize picks, use their prop bet system. Um, and what you can do is if you don't have the app already, download it, put it in, you can put up to a hundred bucks on there if you want to. Prize picks gonna give you a hundred percent match as long as you use our promo code takes twelve. That's T A K E S one two to get a hundred percent match up to a hundred bucks. And then after you listen to this episode, go over to Ramblin, listen to Laney, Laney make his picks, listen to the chef make his picks, and they're gonna have you right and set good to go. Um, I need to get my chef hat out. I don't know where I put it, but yeah, man, we'll, we'll get the hat on. We'll start <laughs> cooking, cooking some locks up for you and uh, feed That's them right. you guys. Uh, so with that. Um, before we get to your prize pick prediction, actually, I do want to kind of talk a little bit more about Iowa State. So, their star um, star points, man, star scorer right now, Keyshawn Gilbert, a, j- a junior from St. Louis, averaging 14 points a game. He is their great – I mean, guard play in this conference is incredible, and he's no different. And he's a bigger guard, too. He's really physical, drives in the lane. He's going to be tough, I think, not for all five of our guys going to have to uh, make sure to play good defense on him. I could easily see Darren Williams taking the bulk of that responsibility because he's a real true two-guard in this league. Uh, uh, Tameen Lipsy is another one, um, six foot one, qu- quick 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 guard and so you're definitely gonna have to watch out for him as he makes his way through the lane but i will say with this team one thing that's a little bit more advantageous for this team is that they're not as big as cincinnati was they're not as big as kansas is and so this is a team that okay well maybe this is we can see warren washington get some burn but like i was talking about before we need warren washington to be physical i mean some of their one their biggest guy right now as i can i can look at it they do have robert jones but and who is a big physical six foot ten guy he's gonna have the bulk of the responsibility against warren washington but he's not really too much of an offensive threat his thing is just putbacks and also doesn't go up very strong right and their only other big guy is a you know Thin white guy from Wisconsin that shoots shoots jumpers. What what's that uh, guy? Uh, Mal, Mal, Malkovich or something? I, I, he, he reminds me of Dirk. Yeah. Man, with that you know fadeaway dude. That he loves that turnaround. Put? Yeah, it's it's uh yeah yeah. You know it's it's Malkovich. Yeah, actually, yeah, you Mom-clevich. gotta write that down. Malkovich. Yeah. Vic. Monk yeah, there it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's the- that guy. Just don't, just don't give him the ball at the end of the game. If we can keep it out of his hands, I, I'll feel all right because he is, he has been kind of clutch yeah. for no, him. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I think offensively, they have some guys, and you, you never know who's going to be the scorer. Like they don't have a star. Like I was talking about Gibson being that guy that really. Um, or Gilbert, not Gibson, but leads their league team in scoring. But all of these guys can do it, whether it's Monklovich, Gilbert, Lipsy, all of these guys can make magic. Jones, Trey King, I forgot to mention Trey King as well, who's kind of their, their uh, leader on the court. All of those guys can score. And so it's not a matter of, oh, we got to make sure we key in on this guy. you got to make sure you key in on everybody and, and stay sound to what Coach is, is shouting there. So with all that being said, Jackson, who wins this game? And uh, give me a score. Oh, God, man. I hate to be that guy, but I think I think it's going to be a close one. Uh, to your point, Albie, um, one thing that t- has really hurt Texas Tech is teams with size. UCF also, that, that length was hurting us a lot of the times. Um, you know, defensively, them uh, kind of stifling us on offense, trying to get into the lane. Same thing with uh, Cincinnati. You know, they got good shots over us and, and played – um, better on defense because uh, they were more physical than we were in that game. Teams with size usually hurt us. That won't be the case. 
I could see this being a tight one. Honestly, I'm talking a, a three to six point game, really uh, coming down to the wire, especially with both these teams uh, coming off big wins and playing hot. Because it's in Hilton, I'm going to say, give me um, Iowa State 67, Texas Tech 65. Ooh, close. It's going to be a tight one, man. And I hope hope, uh, they put it in my face and Pop hits a three to win it. At the end, but I got I got ISU I got uh, Iowa State winning by two or three. That is that's close. Um, that's much closer than I'm about to have it. Um, let me tell you, you know how many times Iowa State has lost at home this year? Zero. They are undefeated at home, and I do not think the first time they lose will be on a Saturday uh, to Texas Tech. I, I think Iowa State, Coach Altselberger is going to have them rolling uh, because they smell, they they see what's in front of them. I, I do think they, and I, yeah, no, I, I just, they have a real shot at winning the big, they have a year. real they shot. They're, they're right they there. look at, they saw Kansas, they saw Kansas implode. So I think they're going to be ready for this game too, right? It's not going to be a situation where we take them by surprise. They're going to be very ready. They're going to know that it's not looking at an unranked Texas tech. They're going to look at a, a Texas tech. that's only a game back in the standings. And I think they smell and they know that, Hey, not only can we win a big 12 title, we're right now ranked 10th in the country. We have national championship aspirations, and if you're an Iowa State player or fan, you should feel that way. You should feel like this is one of the best teams in the country because they've played like it. Yeah, you're fighting for a two. I mean, a two seed. You know, maybe a one seed. You're fighting for a, a big seed here. Yeah. So this is a very good team. ESPN's given them an 84 percent chance to win this game, and um, I don't disagree with them. I think this is going to be. Uh, give me 72 to 60, Iowa State. I think they're going to beat us by double digits. It's, it's, I don't think it's going to be close. Yeah, no, I'll say my, my, my pick's definitely a homer pick. I'm trying to keep the faith alive, but I'll be honest, man. I, it's hard to say it with a straight face because I, I, you know, Tech's playing really well. Thank God these last, they're, you know, coming off two wins. Maybe they keep it close early, but yeah, I could see this one getting a little bit away down the stretch. Uh, and that's you know, okay. Like, I don't need see. any overreactionary. Yeah. Um, no, I mean, it's it's top 10 team on the road in one of the hardest yeah, places to play. Like, you know, it is what yeah, it is. Yeah, but you know how, you know how uh, oh, Twitter's going to be afterwards. Never, <laughs> never, never say something ill against oh, the Red Raiders, ever. Oh, my goodness ever. gracious. Like, it doesn't have to be this thing. Like, you know, it's if, – if, if Texas – I will say this, flip side. If Texas Tech does pull this off, now we need to smell blood in the water. If – now, because like you said, you mentioned it, this will be the toughest game after this. No game's tougher than this one after this in the schedule. If we win this game, I would say, like Vegas odds-wise, we would be the favorite to win the Big 12. Because out of now, I don't know what Iowa State's remaining schedule looks like, but I know U of H's is not easy, man. So, I mean, if I'm looking at Tech and U of H after if we get a win on Saturday, I'm looking at those remaining slates. I think the, the odds are going to favor Tech to be able to have a better chance of, of winning the conference. And if that happens, boy, we're, we're in for a uh, an exciting exciting march, I think. So I know i got to get you out of here, but I will say one thing that does bode well in Tech's favor, because you Bridge brought it up, there is a game on Big Monday that's only two days after this Texas Tech-Iowa State oh. game at yeah, third-ranked yeah, yeah. Houston. Right on Ooh. Monday. So Iowa State so they, could they be could looking, be at looking ahead. ahead. That is – so there is that piece there. So that's – A little caveat. That's the, that, and actually, you know, it's funny because I, I was – before I got on here, I'm like, man, I don't see it. 
I don't see how it happens. There it is. <laughs> I yeah. was looking for it. There it is. Now, now we've we've slowly talked ourselves into it. Hey, 11 a.m. Looking, looking ahead. ahead. Crazy. You know what? I'm changing there. it. We're not losing 72 to 60. We're losing 72 to 61. Like Everyone listen. 72 to get up. We're uh, losing 72 to 61. Yeah. <laughs> that's it. Oh, that's that's that. I, I got blinded. I thought you were about to pick it up. Absolutely not. It'll, it'll be closer. Yeah, five, yeah, five six points. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, but no, but I will say that is there is that piece. Iowa State does play Houston big Monday right afterwards. So they could be looking ahead. So that's, you know, some optimism. I'm going I'm to I'm float the listeners with some optimism there. So, Jackson, go ahead. I know you got you, you got your own basketball game that's so much more important. Yeah, I got um, the, the, the old man dad's pickup, you know, 9 o'clock basketball. You got to rep for us. You know what I'm saying? This is – not only not only Texas Tech, this is G County. You know what I mean? So you gotta that, that hey, that's G County uh, podcasters. That's right. I mean, this is there's a lot, a lot of, of different uh, groups being represented here. So so go ahead and, and pub your stuff and let everybody know where they can find you. Yeah. Well, again, thanks for thanks for having me on, Alby. Uh, big you know always big supporter of tortillas and takes. So y'all continue to follow and, and uh, watch everything that they do for rambling. Um, social medias, we're on Twitter at Ramblin' Raiders, uh, Instagram at Ramblin' Raiders, TikTok at Ramblin' Raiders, and then Facebook page, Ramblin' Raiders Podcast. We, we still pump some content over there. But you can find us on Apple Pods, Spotify. Uh, check out our website, RamblinRaiders.com. And, um, yeah, we're easy to find, uh, trying to put out content and, uh, you know, make some – Make uh, you know things that are by fans for fans, just having fun with it, not taking ourselves too seriously. So, um, if you're if that interests you, then definitely uh, come check out what we're doing. Absolutely. As I try to mosey my way back down to Texas, I will one of these days uh, you'll see me on video shotgunning a beer next to Jackson, uh, eventually. Hey, and that I can't tell y'all how I like I am waiting for that day. It's gonna be a <laughs> great be, day, man. It will be fantastic. Long, long awaited. It will be fantastic. It'll so be good, man. For Jackson from Ramblin' Raiders, this is your boy Albie Shore, and you have been listening to the Tortillas and Takes podcast, part of the 1012 Network. As always, stay wrecked, people. Sports Social Podcast Network.